Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And I'm Tio. And this is episode 45, Comet Chameleon. So this is the one with squirrels in my pants. Squirrels? Squirrels? <laughs> so, uh, before we go on into the rest of the episode, uh, you may have heard a different voice. So we have a friend of ours here, Tio. Welcome. Hello. Hey, you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what brings you on the podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dad, because uh, <laughs> this show, you are actually the one who introduced me to this show, Phineas and Ferb. I well remember it. And coincidentally, this happens to be the episode you introduced me to. And why do you think I picked this episode to introduce you to Phineas and Ferb. As I recall, it was the song Squirrels in My Pants. Yes, because <laughs> it's hilarious and vaguely inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, the dance moves. <laughs> Did you remember the dance moves? You watched it again for the first time in a while, just here recently. And I know I totally forgot about the dance moves. So that was... <laughs> That caught me up uh, by surprise again. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so obviously to me, when I think about this episode, that is like the biggest part of the episode. And I should probably say my favorite part of the episode, if, it, if it'd be my number one, if I was going to count that in my top three. But I can't. It's just bigger than the episode. This is one of the best songs exactly. in the series. And uh, it's just really good. I agree. I agree. I could not pick that as my number one either. Because it was too big. Yes. Too big. Except season four. <laughs> so, yo, you owe both of us a dollar. That's the deal, right? You talk, you mentioned that episode, you give me a dollar. Remember? I'll take one. I have, it, I have a recording of it where I... Uh, well, there's a lot to talk about in this episode because even though it is the episode with squirrels in my pants, there is... It's a good one. It's a, one of the better episodes, I think. And, talk about the formula. Yeah, let's talk about the formula first of all. 10. This is the first episode where the formula scores a 10. Every single element of the formula was present. The only variation, slight variation, was that it was Lawrence that said, where's Perry? But I wrote it doesn't count. And what he actually said was, where is Perry? But, ah, man, that's close enough. We got a 10 out of 10 confetti. on this one. Confetti! Confetti! We'll take it. it. We'll take it. You can't see it, but Callie's throwing confetti up in the air like crazy. <laughs> we have to clean that up later. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't have an innator in this episode. There is a giant heat ray, but he was going to be working on that the next day. And that's what cooks the steaks and blasts uh, a hole in the observatory later in the episode. Were there any observations, aside from your top three moments, Tio, that you wanted to make about this episode? Yes, but again, I don't know if this will be one of your top three. It's not one of my top three. But the observation I got was when he, once he said, or he's watching the TV, and um, ah, what's Perry's? Uh, Major monogram? Yes, and he's still on the TV, and the dad walks in with the charcoal in his hand. <laughs> it's like he makes it look like some infomercial or something, like some kind like, of donation channel. Like a telethon, yeah. Yes, that whole part was just, it just had me laughing so much. That stood out big time. 
It's funny you say that because that is actually my number three in this episode because he talks about it being, he says, oh, we're doing a telethon for, uh, a, find a cure for anti-disestablishmentarianism, <laughs> which yeah. as an aside yeah. is funny because... Um, I don't know. Teal, any idea why that word is funny? Anti-disestablishmentarianism? I do not. I'm waiting. So no. there's a particular dictionary... I think it's probably one of the Webster's dictionaries that that is the longest word in the dictionary. And it just became known as a fact, <laughs> like maybe 15, 20 years ago, that in this particular dictionary, anti-disestablishmentarianism is the longest word. And so it just has become like a, almost like an internet meme, sort of. Like we were just we were playing a, a word game on Roblox a couple of months ago. And every time that game, in that game, when you could, Somebody could make that word. They tried to make that word. Did huh. you make that word? I did. <laughs> um, you know, I can't even say that word. What is it again? <laughs> and it's anti-disestablishmentarianism. And I'm yeah, not going to describe what it is. But yeah, the, that whole scene is really good because Lawrence goes on to say, yes. wait a moment, that's more of an ideological <laughs> stance than a disease, isn't it? Uh, we've, <laughs> we found a cure for it, thanks to your help. And then he says, do you know they found a cure to anti-disestablishmentarianism? And Linda's like, oh, good. I can stop wearing this puce ribbon. And just that's that's a joke on everybody has a different color ribbon for every every disease. So. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. That was that was funny. But wait, you skipped the part. even before that when he says this are the effects of it or something. And he brings in that uh, intern, <laughs> yeah. Carl. Yes. And then the, what does the dad say? Dad's like. Oh, oh that poor, poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, boy. That was great. That was so before we go on to anybody else's top threes, I just wanted to point out two other things. The title of the episode, Comet Kermillion. What does that sound like to you, Teal? I believe it happens to be one of uh your favorite <laughs> bands. Uh <laughs> Callie's dad. Culture Club was it? Some 80s song that you really like and you still sing to this day from time to time? Um, well, you you are correct about portions of your statement. I would not argue that that's one of my favorite bands. But yes, uh, as Tio was clearly making a reference there is to the song Karma Chameleon from Boy George and Company from the early 80s. Uh, Callie's going to sing a little bit of it for us. Sing. Kelly doesn't know that song. Tio's going to sing a little bit of it for us. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, it goes, Karma, 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 Chameleon. Come and you go. You come and go. Come and you go. You come and go. Yeah. And then I just interrupt. So, so Hit it, Kelly. Hit it. You know, do you know that song now? No. Oh, okay. So the other thing I wanted to comment on was the part where uh, Susie, Susie's got this really, this really cheerful music for her motif. Evil. But then there was the point where she was talking to Candace and then she's like, Jeremy only has one favorite and it's never going to be you. It's only going to be. Me. And there's like this dark, sinister version of her music playing in the background. And, uh, it's just really cool. I can't reproduce it. I can't even play it for you because, you know, it's just hanging. It's in there behind the dialogue. But uh, I found that to be pretty amusing. Copyright, copyright too, right? Copyright. Gotta watch out for copyright. <laughs> You'll get it. 
Got to keep the snippets <laughs> short and to the point. Well, I've already given my number three. Uh, so why don't we uh, go to our guest for Tio's number three moment of the episode? You did make a top three, right? Oh, you bet I did, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not your dad. I'm Callie's dad. But go ahead. You bet I did, Callie's dad. There you go. So I had a hard time with this. I'm not going to lie. Because, I mean, I know what my number one was right off the bat, okay? But three and two, then my number three has to be where those two rappers, when they're there at, in his backyard and a steak falls on his plate, and one of them says, we keep getting served. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the third time in the episode they'd said they'd gotten served. Right, the, the first I'm going time, back to culinary yeah, school. Yeah, that was the second time after she she uh, took the ice cream cart down the down the railing, and the very first time, of course, is after she yeah. had been after she had been dancing, and then after that, he's like, "Yeah, and I'm starting to like it." <laughs> I, uh, I do. That's, that is that is good. That's also was in on my short list for my good top stuff. three. It's a good one, Callie. Good stuff. What's your number three? Um, it's actually coming up on your guys' list later. Oh, so exciting. Can... Well, I'm looking forward to it. Let me go back to my number two then. My number two is after uh, Candace has run away from Susie, she's like, keep me away from that monster creature, whatever she said. And Jeremy's just like, Candace is just a squirrel. That's not what I'm talking about. And she runs off. <laughs> wow. What got into her? What's with her? And then... And I can't begin to reproduce this comment myself. Not only can I not do a Baljeet impression, I definitely can't do a Susie impression. So here's what Susie had to say to that. I don't know, but these violent mood swings are probably a sign of deeper emotional imbalance. What? <laughs> Bubble. <laughs> Bubbles! <laughs> anyway, that's my number two. Let's go on to year number two, Tio. Okay, so my number two was when Perry the Platypus goes into uh, the Evil Incorporated building. And Doofenshmirtz has taken all the steaks in town. And he has them under a steak containment unit, which is SCU, which is a, uh, what do you call it? An acronym. Acronym, yes, SCU. Then he goes on to try to pronounce, he's like, Ska or Skoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then even later after and uh, then from there you know just go after perry cooks it all with his heat laser ray he says it again he goes oh you know now that i'm <laughs> yeah. seeing it and seeing it written out i think it maybe it should be school yeah 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 <laughs> i like that ska school of course scu that's the first three letters of scuba scuba like, like scuba dry scuba diver you know what SCUBA stands for? It's no. also an acronym. No. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Or breathing. Sure. Hmm. Uh, bubbles! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was uh, T.O.'s number two. So we'll up to Callie's number two. My number two is when um, everyone's disappointed because there's no steak and there was nothing. And Buford says, oh, I brought my own plate. 
And then Baljeet says, I didn't bring my own plate. I thought it would be provided. I like that line even better, I think. Because <laughs> it lands <laughs> yeah, lands on his good. face. And he just keeps talking. He's like, this By is way, normal. You know who wrote this episode? No. Dan Povenmeyer. <laughs> one of the creators. Thank you, Dan. The creator? One of the co-creators of the show. I couldn't believe it either. He's in an episode <laughs> that Callie's very familiar with. Super day, super day. Have you ever seen Tristone Area? <laughs> it's the best. Don't agree with him. It's in season four. So much later. <laughs> Is it coming up in a later season? So basically, they're a bunch of cavemen, and there's this song called Super Day. Oh wow! Super day. Super I don't remember it. It's one of the it's one of the lesser episodes for sure. But she thinks it's great. Oh. <laughs> I calls him as I sees him. So now we're up to the number ones. Callie's number three is my number one and also your number one, right, Tio? My number one as well. Yes, Dad. So the setup to this is early in the episode when Phineas is explaining, like, here's what we're wanting to do. We're going to get this, <laughs> have this laser. We're going to carve our faces onto Kermillion's Comet so that in 73 and a half years, when uh, it comes back around, you know, our grandchildren will be able to see it. And then he says something to Isabella, like, what do you think about that, Isabella? Or you want to help us out with that? Or whatever it was, he said. No, he said, mm, Yes. he said, by the way, my mom's making steaks for the whole neighborhood. And then that's where Isabella comes in and says, you had me at our grandchildren. And then she gets I this big old cheesy grin. <laughs> I can grin. <laughs> I that is... Did you know? Did you remember that yes. line coming in, yeah. or the moment you saw it, you're like, number one? Uh, no, I did not. I did not remember that at all. And yeah, as soon as she said that, you had me at grandchildren, <laughs> and then that big smile, like you said, stakes. I mean, stakes. I'm like, mic drop, number one, right there. Agreed. Uh, and even Callie agreed it was good enough for number three. So that just leaves your number one, Callie. Yeah. My number one was originally going to be my number two, but I thought it was funny enough to be my number one, so it here it is. It got promoted. It got promoted to the best thing in the world, I think. <laughs> um, my number one is when everything's going wrong in the observatory, and Phineas says, don't panic, it's okay, and then something falls behind him, and he said, okay, now you can panic. <laughs> I thought that, I, and that was also on my short list. Um, I thought it was funny because, you know, I've talked before about how laid back Phineas is throughout the whole, almost everything. Yeah. Right? Like on a roller coaster, they get launched up in the space. And he's like, okay. We should have charged more. Um, <laughs> but here, like there's laser bolts flying through everything. And Everyone thinks it's cool. It's part of the show. It's fine. They're flying in front of him. He's like, hey, Ferb, can you take it easy on the lasers? And then he says... Uh, there's no need to panic. There, everything's under control. And then something falls. And then, okay, even then, okay, now you can panic. Still, just a real laid back. Also, I like to ask when they're all outside and they're like, "That was so cool." Where did Phineas's clothes go? Like he was in like this whole other outfit. Then he was turned in. Then he had his all his like normal outfit. What happened? Ours is not to reason why. It's true. The mysteries of life. Mysteries of cartoons. <laughs> well, I think that's about all we have to say about this episode, isn't it? 
Did you um, have something else to say? Yeah. Okay. It's like a convenient that every time, like, they're like, I want to have steaks. I have stolen all the steaks. Yes, that's true in almost all the episodes. Yeah. They, they conveniently line up so that they, they're interlocking that way. It's just fun to see, like, how are they going to take these two things that have nothing to do with each other and make them come together by the end? Yeah. They always find some way to do and it. And then on top of that, on top of that, what you just said, they add in this whole song and dance and, you know, just out of nowhere. And it works all together at in the end. Squirrels in my pants. Actually, I would like to do a performance on Squirrels in My Pants. Oh, Callie's going to sing a little bit of it for us. I don't know All the right, lyrics. go ahead. Can you search them up? Okay. Hold on, I got to find I her. don't know the lyrics. I got to find her the lyrics here real quick. <laughs> Baby, what's making you dance like that? <laughs> that was a reminder. Ain't got no chickens, ain't got no rats. Yeah, S to the I to the M to the P. You know, that, song was, that song was so good, it even had dancing by the way <laughs> oh i mean tia dancing <laughs> <laughs> which part do you want here See, it's hard to follow along this because they've got her screaming in the middle of it so tell me what's making you jump like that ain't the computer no is working so no hard rats. oh s to the i to the m to the p maybe you can't be moving like me who you got back home? What are you in play? It's S-I-M-P squirrels in my pants. How could I for call fights? He's got to get grants. S-I-M-P squirrels in my pants. Yeah, hypnotize me, putting me in a trance. S-I-M-P squirrels in my pants. Got, got an uncle living in France. She can't see the squirrels in my pants. Stop right up and what me, put it down. down. Step right up and what me, put it. S to the M to the M to the P. Okay. Wow, she had actual <laughs> nice squirrels job. in her pants. Squirrels, of course, squirrels. There is there is a longer version of this song with an additional yes, like. Yes, I do remember that verse. That's in the uh, cliptastic countdown that comes up early on in season two. I don't mind spoiling that. That was uh, that's a good it's a good one. Bow chicka bow wow. That's what my baby says. Yeah, so is that that's part of it? Is that the one like basically it's the unedited version of the dancing? (laughs) Yeah, there's something more with the dancing going on in that one, right? Like does she do does she do in this one, does she do like where she goes like around the world? Around Yes. Does she do that on this? Did she do that on this episode? No, no, not on this one. It's on the one you just mentioned. Yeah. The longer one. Something yeah. to look forward to. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's probably inappropriate to even make that comment since she's only supposed to be 15. 15 and a half, which plays into Ferb's line. No, she's 15, I guess. Plays into Ferb's line. Um, we'll get to Ferb's line in just a second. First, that's about all we have to say about this episode. One of the better episodes. Perfect first, 10. First perfect 10 of the formula. So that's pretty exciting. What's actually funny about this episode is that I brought it down 10 funny things in this episode. Ten, so that lines up perfectly. 10 things got Callie's attention, contention for her top three. Good deal. We also had our first guest star, Tio. Thank you so much for arranging your schedule to come on here and record with us today. Well, thank you very much for letting me have this opportunity. Um, I should have been taking care of my baby, but I couldn't miss out on 
being on this awesome podcast, Callie and her dad. Babies can come along anytime. There's only one opportunity to be on this podcast. I agree. Well, if you want to get a hold of us and tell us about how much you love this episode, how much you think Scrolls on My Pants is one of the best songs in the entire run of the series, or how much you think Tio should have been paying more attention to his baby, how would you do that, Callie? Callie <laughs> at gmail.com. That's how you would do it. And we'll go out as usual with Ferb, who corrected uh, Candace's math a little bit when she said she was going to bust him, but even even if she was 88. But remember, the the orbit of Kermillion's comet is 73 and a half years. So Ferb said, Actually, you'd be 88 and a half. <laughs> Good stuff. To which Candace said, Whatever! So here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have you. We're just gonna call you Tio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>